0: Hi, my name is Katie, registered dietitian nutritionist, obsessed with all things food, family, and wellness. There's seemingly ever-changing nutrition information from fad diets to quick fixes. I'm here to sort all of that out with you. Each week we will be diving into popular topics like fertility, weight loss, even food freedom. You can find it all here. I have made it my work's mission to educate and empower others towards food freedom. And I'm grateful to get to be doing that with you here each week. This is Simply Functional Nutrition with Katie. Welcome back, guys, to another week. I'm so excited to be here today and talk postpartum nutrition. I actually feel kind of funny talking right now because I'm recording in the evening. And I thought, you know, I'm going to record I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to do a little mask and while I'm masking, I'll record and it's going to be so great and awesome. And here I am wearing this charcoal mask and my face feels like it's getting tighter and tighter the more it dries. <laughs> so bear with me as I I probably feel like I'm being funny talking and you can't really hear a difference. But here we are masking and talking postpartum nutrition. And I realize not everyone is newly postpartum Or, you know, you could be someone that's never even had a baby or never been pregnant before. Maybe you've unfortunately just recently suffered a miscarriage. Maybe you are postpartum a year plus. Wherever you fall, I really feel that this is valuable information for us women, especially in our reproductive ages, because pregnancy is such a beautiful thing, whether you carry to full term or not. It's so beautiful, but it is also taxing on the body and... Even surprising to many people, postpartum our nutrient needs actually go up even more than what they were in third trimester. It's and for that reason, it really is yet another great reason that it is called and referred to as the fourth trimester. Not only are we dealing with learning this new beautiful child, Lord willing, um, you know we're we're navigating this postpartum journey. Maybe you're dealing with some postpartum. Emotional highs, lows. I know I certainly did. You know, so there's just a lot to navigate. And then on top of that, I'm sitting here telling you, oh my goodness, you have even more nutrient needs. (laughs) What? (laughs) More to add to my plate. So I want to break that down tonight. And or or this morning, whenever you happen to be listening, and really dive into some of the things that I think are most important to focus on as you are coming out of the pregnancy journey and into postpartum, and what you can do to best support your body, both physically but also mentally. So let's dive right in and first start with the nutrition piece. And after the nutrition, we'll kind of put a bow on it and talk about some other things outside of just food to focus on. But first off, diving back into food. As I mentioned a minute ago, our nutrient needs are actually even more than they were third trimester. And you know, when you think third trimester, you are building that baby, you're fattening that baby up, that baby is really becoming this full-sized baby that's about to be born, right? So the needs on our bodies are super high in third trimester. But when we think about it, postpartum, we've had this baby, we may be breastfeeding. So yes, we are still continuing to grow this baby. They're just not attached via umbilical cord anymore, right? So if you're breastfeeding even more so, but whether you're breastfeeding or not, your demands are higher because also our body is now in that recovering and repleting mode. So if you think about it, and this is something that I really talk through with my clients that are in pregnancy and then also postpartum our bodies are giving, giving, giving so much for nine months. And even potentially before, if we're intending to become pregnant, many of us really focus on, okay, building up our nutrient stores, trying to be in great shape, trying to eat well, to support this life that we will hopefully conceive and then see to full term, right? So for nine months, our bodies are building humans. (laughs) And that is being those, those babies are being built from the food that we eat, the prenatals that we take, but also a lifetime's worth of nutrients and vitamins that our bodies have stored throughout the duration of our life prior to ever conceiving, right? So we're giving, giving, giving for nine months. Well, come postpartum, if we're thinking about it, we are now potentially feeding that baby via breast milk. We are also physically recovering from the trauma that is childbirth, whether you had a surgical birth or you had a vaginal, you are now in the state of post-trauma where your body's going, okay, we got to get our uterus back to its normal size. We have to heal up any incision or tears down there. We have to bring back a lot of these ligaments and tendons that were stretched during pregnancy. So our body's doing this whole number of recovery and healing. And so our nutrition plays a really beautiful powerful role in aiding our body to best do that come postpartum. So let's talk about the first thing to think about. I think as we get into food, the important thing that has to be addressed is our mindset around our postpartum body. There's that terrible phrase of bouncing back, or even you might find yourself, you know, even if you're saying, I'm not necessarily worried about, quote, bouncing back, But maybe you have some of these subconscious expectations on yourself. You know, I want to get back to that number, my pre-pregnancy weight. I want to get back to those pre-pregnancy pants. Um, You know, a lot of these expectations we put on ourselves. And I want to remind you to set a realistic expectation and manage those expectations for what your postpartum time recovery body might look like. So as a reminder, I know we all know, but it's also helpful to hear, it took you nine months to grow that baby. Let's give ourselves a little grace postpartum. You don't have to fit back into those jeans three weeks postpartum, right? (laughs) So first managing that expectation and then that kind of frees you up to be able to say instead of nourishing myself with the goal to lose weight and bounce back, I now have the mindset of bonding with my baby, providing the most nutrient de- dense breast milk that I can if I'm breastfeeding, and to heal and love my body and thank my body for what it's just done and just gone through. That said, the first thing that I want to really put your focus on is that postpartum, immediate postpartum recovery. We are healing from a physical trauma. And as I mentioned, you might be quite literally having to heal your body from incisions, from tears. So that being said, anytime we're in the in the game of healing, the main player going on is protein. Protein broken down into tiny blocks is called amino acids. Now that makes it super important that we focus heavily on getting quality protein foods. And this and by pro, quality protein... I'm meaning, yes, ideally if you can do inorganic, grass-fed, free-range, you know, non-GMO, all of that, you know, clean meat, great if you can do that. If that's not even necessarily an option on the table, I would say still focus on getting your protein via poultry, fatty fish, great red meat, right? All of these animal products are going to be your best sources of protein, which are made up of those building blocks called amino acids that are vital when it comes to healing our bodies post-trauma. That said, I actually want to highlight an MVP protein player that I really love to recommend because I think it's so easy to incorporate. It's not intimidating. And it also has this warming effect. And the idea of these warming effect foods are are foods that are quite literally warming us from the inside out. It's kind of an ancient, more traditional medicine approach to nutrition and repleting those nutrient stores postpartum. And so with these warming foods, the idea is they quite literally warm and heal us from the inside. If you think about, you know, if you're sick with a cold or the flu and you're laid up in bed, what is it that you tend to gravitate towards? chicken noodle soup, right? Like <laughs> we all grew up on chicken noodle soup and ginger ale. While I'm not recommending ginger ale because of the, you know, the the crazy amount of sugar and unnecessary ingredients, the the ginger, it's actually rooted in this idea of warming foods. Ginger is another warming food. So, the idea of warming foods, the MVP MVP player that I was talking about is bone broth. It's a really great easy thing to incorporate into any postpartum routine because like it's like chicken broth but it's broth made from boiled down bones so you get the collagen which helps to restore and rebuild and revitalize a lot of these tissues and muscles that were torn or strained in pregnancy so bone broth is a really great one I personally like to just pour a, pour some into a coffee mug and pop it in the microwave or you can warm it over the stove and then sip on that. And you're getting this literal warming effect of it warming you from the inside because of the temperature. But it's also one of these healing foods that have been used for thousands of years in traditional medicine. Another reason protein is so important to focus on postpartum is now I'm speaking to you moms that are directly planning to or are currently Breastfeeding. In those first, especially six months postpartum, our breastfeeding needs are through the roof. And of course, many of us breastfeed beyond six months, but as we're establishing that milk production early, early on, and then adjusting how much milk we're making throughout the next three, four, five, six months, as we're adjusting to being postpartum feeding these babies before they incorporate food into their diets right? Their sole nutrition is through our breast milk. So by increasing your protein and making sure that you're getting a quality protein, it's also reflective in the quality of breast milk that you're producing and how much. So I'm not a certified lactation consultant, and I definitely encourage you to connect with one if, that is, if breastfeeding is something you do want to pursue because they're an amazing, amazing resource that really helped us in our success after our first child, and also after our second, but they will tell you that those first few days in establishing that milk production are so important between mom and baby, and you're you're creating this connection with your baby and establishing this milk production. But you also want to be able to then produce right? And what's going to help you produce and what's going to support the quality of that production is how well we as moms are nourished. So that's yet another reason to focus on protein postpartum. In the last kind of piece of focusing on protein is I also want to bring attention to foods like eggs and fatty fish, because not only are those both great sources of protein, they also have quality omega threes, which is a fatty acid. And we know, and studies have shown that the quality of fat that mom consumes then is reflected in the quality of fat that is in the breast milk we produce, which makes total sense. So omega threes are known for being the anti-inflammatory fatty acid. We want our omega-3 to omega-6 ratio to be lower than traditionally the American diet allows for, meaning a lot of the processed foods that we consume, the vast majority, are made shelf-stable and made more palatable by using fat from lower quality fat sources that are omega-6s. So if we're consuming more of our fat from high quality proteins and high quality food products like eggs and fish, as opposed to maybe processed foods that have added fat in the form of omega-6 fatty acids, then the quality of our breast milk is much more nutrient dense and a lot less inflammatory. And it also is going to satisfy baby. If we eat enough fat and it's good quality fat, it's also going to be reflected in the satiety that baby feels when drinking that breast milk. So it's, it's really amazing what our bodies can do and what our bodies were created to do. And we are able to provide the babies with exactly what they need. We just want to make it optimal when it comes to the nutrient density of the breast milk that we're producing. Okay, so we've talked protein. We kind of have touched on omega-3 fatty acids and quality fat. I also want to bring attention to the temptation to limit calories or even potentially go low carb postpartum. I know, especially in my field, obviously as a dietitian, I'm constantly seeing people and clients and answering questions around things like intermittent fasting or keto, which is super low carb, right? But I want to kind of provide a cautionary note and just say, that low-carb diets postpartum have actually been shown to be a poor thing to do for women, especially that are breastfeeding, because low-carb diets have been linked to a reduction in overall breast milk production. So we want to be careful when we're limiting or reducing the amount of carbohydrates we're consuming because it will directly impact our supply. Another interesting Thing about going low carb is that low carb diets actually result in water loss. So it actually is a problem that we see with women that go too low in their carbohydrates that they could potentially become dehydrated. And once again, we need that fluid for mom's well being, but also for breast milk production. And then lastly, low carb diets also might deplete electrolytes, which are excreted through breast milk. So, you know, you're already not getting enough. Fluid, Your your fluid retention is decreased, so you're potentially dehydrated. And then you're losing even more electrolytes through your breast milk. So we just want to be very cautious around going too low carb. And what I would actually recommend is more of a moderate carbohydrate. So what do I mean by that? First off, whether you are pregnant, postpartum, you're a dude, you're a woman, whatever stage you're at in life, Managing our blood sugar and managing our carbohydrate consumption should be a top priority. It really drives our health and drives our risk for complications later on in life. So that said, I want to encourage you, if you're interested in learning about blood sugar balance, go back to my very first episode of this whole podcast, and we talk about that. But what do I mean by moderate carbohydrates? I mean, don't cut to where you're not consuming many carbohydrates, but also be wary about the foods that you're consuming, particularly if they have a barcode and a nutrition label. <laughs> I, I guess like fruit has a barcode. So maybe maybe more so what I mean is a nutrition label with a list of ingredients. That's where we want to watch what we're eating when it comes to how many carbs. Because, I, you know, I actually did a, a video recently on a very popular bar granola snack food. And it's actually touted as a health food. The marketing on it is totally confusing for the consumer because you're being sold this idea of what this food is. And then you flip over the nutrient label and read the ingredients and it's pretty egregious. But that's where the excessive carbohydrates kind of hang out and can sneak in. That's what I want to caution against. So when we're moderating our carbohydrates, what I really just want to encourage is steering towards those whole food carbohydrate sources, right? Those fruits, the vegetables. If you are kind of wanting to stick to that traditional medicine idea of warming foods and healing foods, I encourage you to cook your veggies. You know, it's harder for our bodies to work and digest and break down raw vegetables and raw fruit. So, you know, you can still get your fresh fruit and veggies and maybe go for the less fibrous fruits and cook your vegetables, but steering towards those types of foods as are carbohydrate sources, whole grains. If you choose to do grains, let's do whole grains like oats, rice, quinoa, millet, buckwheat, all of these ancient grains that are higher in fiber than a lot of the processed carbohydrates found in things like granola bars. Now, while you're focusing on, you know, choosing quality carbohydrates, choosing plenty and enough protein, you actually might find that you are more hungry postpartum than you ever were in pregnancy. And I know I can personally relate to that without a doubt. I was, I remember being a week or two postpartum with my first and second, but but I'm specifically talking with my first because it was such a shock. <laughs> and I just thought to myself, I am ravenous. I've never experienced hunger like this. And it truly is because the demands and the needs on our bodies are greater postpartum. So it's such an important time of life, time of our of our life cycle that should really be emphasized more than it is. So allowing yourself to manage that expectation too of It's going to take some time to lose the weight that I gained during pregnancy, especially of course, you know, the more you gain, the longer you can expect it will take to, for it to come off. But also managing that expectation of you might be hungrier than you first anticipate and that's okay. Try to be in tune and gracious with yourself and in tune with your body and what your body's needs are. Because they are, they are ever-changing, especially in the world of reproduction and postpartum. Now let's turn the page and talk briefly about things to focus on beyond just the actual literal whole foods. First and foremost, continue that prenatal vitamin that you took. As I said at the top of the episode, we now being postpartum are in a state of repletion right? We're getting depleted during pregnancy. We're still getting depleted postpartum when we're breastfeeding because we're now continuing to grow that baby just outside of our body. But on the other hand, our body's also working to heal and replete what it lost while it was carrying your child. So that being said, if we're in a state of working to replete those vitamins and minerals, we need to be supplementing. And there's honestly no harm and no real reason to stop taking a prenatal. You know, you don't, you might be asking yourself, okay, well, I'm not pregnant anymore, so do, should I just take a women's multi? You could, but once again, your, your needs are even higher breastfeeding. Your needs are higher postpartum recovery. So the really great thing about a prenatal vitamin is it tends to be even higher in the vitamin vitamins provided, as opposed to just a standard women's multi. So staying on that, whether or not you plan to have another child or, or the time in between, it's not going to do you any harm. And, and I feel that there's a pretty strong case to say that it's even better for you just to continue on the prenatal. But in addition to that prenatal, I also encourage you to consider taking a fish oil supplement if you're not already and if you are not allergic or nervous to have that you're going to have some sort of reaction to fish oil, you know, if you are if you are in that boat, you can definitely choose to do an alternative algae oil supplement. But the thing about the fish oil really goes back to what I had mentioned with the omega-3 fatty acids. It's an anti-inflammatory essential or excuse me, essential fatty acid. And getting a quality fish oil is a great way to make sure that you're keeping that ratio of higher, more omega-3s. And then still continuing in this vein of vitamin replenishment, don't forget the basics of and the power of walking outside and getting direct sunlight and aiding your body in directly creating that vitamin D through sunlight exposure. It's an essential part of, of what we need as humans. And it'll also give you, you know, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it will give you such relief to be able to step outside and to just embrace the bright sunlight. You know, being being totally transparent with my own journey, after my first, those first two to three weeks, I, I mean, it was our first child. And anytime you, you bring home a baby for the first time, it just wrecks your world in the most beautiful, challenging, unexpected way, and it was a really emotionally challenging time for me. Coming off of those pregnancy hormones and this this huge shift, and dealing with this new life that we're now responsible for, it was really hard. And I and I dealt with some some anxiety and depression in those first few weeks. But anything you can do to help aid yourself in feeling more more normal, more like yourself again. Getting out in the sun and exposing yourself to direct sunlight is going to be super supportive of that. So I can't stress that enough. And I also want to stress in the way of, you know, nutrition and kind of directly supporting your your health and your breast milk and your healing, do not underestimate the power of hydration. I think we all or majority of us might already be kind of teetering on getting enough water, right? This is such a common, common conversation that I'm having with clients that are like, man, I just struggle to get my water. I struggle to get my water. Well, there is never a better time to emphasize having that water at your bedside, having it on the table, having it in baby's room when you're nursing. Keep that water filled and next to you. And then when it gets empty, you refill it, right? (laughs) But really emphasize to yourself and remind yourself the need and the importance of hydration. Okay, and then the last part of this conversation, you know, it it could probably be argued that this is pretty obvious, but as women, as moms, as go-getters and fixers and doers, Sometimes it's really hard to ask for help and to force ourselves to slow down. I mean, I'm I'm here preaching to myself, preaching to the choir. Like I've I've always been that person to go 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 and achieve and spread myself thin and say yes and do all the things. You know, but it's so important to be able to slow down and to ask for and accept that help. So I want to encourage you if you're listening and you are pregnant about to have a baby or maybe you just had this baby, being okay with asking for help and creating a plan. You know, if you've already got kids, be okay with maybe hiring some extra childcare a little bit so that you get some sleep or you get some rest or time to bond with that new baby. Or maybe, you know, saying yes to that, that food train, you know, like I know for me, it was it feels so awkward to, to say like, yes, I'll have these people sign up to bring me meals. That was weird for me at first, but I can tell you once we were in it and people were dropping off meals at our doorstep, it was a game changer and a lifesaver. So be okay with accepting that. I also want to encourage you before you have the baby, stock your freezer up. You know, if you're making dinner, just double the recipe and freeze half of it right? That it's that whole smarter, not harder, but your future self will so be thanking you when you whip out that, that freezer food and all you have to do is warm it up. Um, or better yet, not your future self, but your spouse, (laughs) right? I know I can, I'm at least able to speak for my husband where he, he was so grateful being able to just whip out already prepared and labeled meals that are just ready to go so that no one has to think about it. We're running on fumes anyways, at 10% brain capacity when, you, when you've got a newborn. So really setting yourself up and your environment up in advance to be able to best rest, bond with your baby, and be okay with it taking time to kind of find your groove again. You know, I, I really could have gone on longer and gotten into the into the weeds when it comes to micronutrients and things to really focus on postpartum. But I also think it's just important not to feel overwhelmed, but to hit hit the highlights and have some main areas to focus on. So just as a reminder, focus on quality protein. Focus on good quality carbohydrates in in those warming foods like broth and, and herbal teas and spices and seasonings like cinnamon and ginger and turmeric. All of those are warming and healing. Focusing on hydration and continuing that prenatal and allowing yourself to be supported by your friends, your family, your community, your spouse, and being okay, that it takes time. Things will get there. To all of you ladies preparing for maybe postpartum, maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you are not pregnant yet and trying. I don't know where you are in this. But wherever any of you are, know that I'm so excited for you. I'm here to support you. I hope that this provides you with information and arrows in your quiver that you feel that you can go forward and feel confident in whatever next phase that you will be entering into. And I hope to continue to be there along the way with you. Until next time, guys. Thank you for listening to Simply Functional Nutrition with Katie. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, I would appreciate a five-star rating and share with your friends. Learn more at simplyspencer.com and be sure to follow me on Instagram at simplyspencer.